1: To access all the previous episodes, head over to my website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. You'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia. So today I was reading a paper on nature.com about the outcomes of babies after IVF. It's a Chinese study, which in one sense looks very big because they talk about 112,000 births over a 10-year period at one centre. In fact, the ART babies, the IVF babies that they talk about, actually number about 2,500. And they're making some fairly definitive statements about the association Of bad outcomes in IVF based on 40 babies with been born with congenital abnormalities compared with something in the order of a thousand babies born with spontaneous conceptions with birth defects. They reach some statistical significance just because of the huge group of spontaneous pregnancies. But it does beg the question as to whether IVF may be associated with increased birth defects. And it's certainly been blamed over many years for this phenomenon. Because certainly for the last twenty years we've known that babies conceived after IVF do have a slightly higher chance of congenital abnormality. There was a study out of Western Australia now must be getting on for 15 years ago showed that, again in small numbers, this this had I think fifty or sixty babies with abnormalities and they looked at the background of those women. Uh, This particular Chinese study is fairly broad brush. It didn't subdivide the patients. The association they find is quite credible because it's consistent with virtually every study ever done on these babies. IVF babies, in fact, as a group, are the most studied babies in the world and and their development because in one sense are playing with nature and perhaps in doing so we might produce some abnormalities that would be very disturbing to us. The Australian data would indicate that all abnormalities, and that's down to an extra finger or a slightly deformed foot, not major abnormalities, the incidence of abnormalities after sperm injection techniques is around four percent, compared with the background population of spontaneously conceived children of about two and a half percent. I suppose that's my first criticism of the Chinese paper. They've only got one percent abnormality rate. So, uh, you know, have they actually reported the data properly? It seems a low rate of abnormality although the ratio is very similar in terms of ART versus spontaneous conceptions. Now, all of these studies that have been done over the years have just said women who conceive spontaneously. There are now groups of data coming out of Europe in particular which show a group of patients who have conceived spontaneously but who previously had trouble conceiving. They were trying for more than a year, and then they did conceive without the need for ART. And they're probably much more appropriate to be comparing ART to. And the interesting finding there is that congenital abnormalities are of the same order as IVF pregnancies. In other words, it's the infertility of the couple the cause is more likely to have caused the abnormalities than the treatment itself in icsi uh, certainly there is an increased risk of abnormalities and that's not totally surprising because what we're doing is something that nature didn't want to happen by having men with low sperm counts, the reason that they didn't get pregnant potentially was because they had abnormal sperm. And those abnormal sperm might produce a slight increase in congenital abnormalities. Again, it's a relatively small risk. You know, At 4%, most couples I tell this statistic to are quite comfortable going ahead because 96% of the times they'll have a perfect baby. That 4%, as I said before, includes many minor congenital abnormalities. The other thing that points to the fact that it is unlikely to be ART that causes it is that you would expect a single congenital abnormality to be identifiable, that ART is ART, and if it produced a problem, it should be a consistent problem. But in fact, these congenital abnormalities occur in everybody's system, and not in any one specific disorder. It is doubtful that uh, ART in itself is the underlying cause of the problem. It really comes back to the population from which ART patients arise from. So, does ART cause congenital abnormalities? It's certainly associated with an increase, but as I've said in this talk, Almost certainly it more relates to the population that have infertility, and that ART has come to the forefront of it because we, we are so concerned about looking at them with a fine tooth comb. There are other drugs that are used for fertility that are actually even higher rates of congenital abnormality. There's some evidence that clomiphene, for instance, has a significantly higher rate of congenital abnormalities than IVF. So again, but it points backwards, not to the treatment or to uh, the drugs, but actually back to the underlying population from which the patients came. Should we be reassured? I hope people undergoing ART are aware that there is a slight increase in risk. But I'm fairly convinced that it's not the ART in itself that does it. It's the background of the patients that we treat. I'm sure this debate will continue on, and uh, small retrospective cohorts of ART patients, and I have to say, 2,500 in this Chinese study is actually quite a small cohort. In Australia, we deliver 13,000 babies a year on which we do have data. Our abnormality rates are slightly elevated, but not to the level, not to the multiple that they're suggesting in this study. The other thing I think that's reassuring is that when we look at frozen embryo transfers, they appear to have a lower rate of abnormality. Maybe they're the best embryos because they're the ones that have survived the freeze-thawing process. The other question that arises is that over the years... Lots of things have changed in the laboratory. And if, if ART in itself was a causative factor, I think we're getting closer and closer to nature. And the statistics, I think, bear out that these abnormality rates are declining. So, take-home message. Yes, we are concerned at the moment. I think there still is a slight increase in congenital abnormality. But for the vast majority of patients that I talk to about it, they're comfortable moving forward with IVF to get that wanted child and to run the relatively small risk of a baby with an abnormality. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu.